The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storyline with Nick Eatman. What is up? Good morning. It is Cowboys Storyline time. I'm Nick Eatman. Friday, December 15th. Cowboys getting ready to go to Buffalo. Haven't said that in eight years. This is only the third time I've ever been to Buffalo uh, for a Cowboys-Bills game. 07, 2015. And now here we are eight years later, 2023. Cowboys going to Buffalo. And from what I remember, the last time we were there, which I categorize as probably the worst road trip of all time, uh, is that it was December. It was late December. It was raining the whole game, very cold, miserable. The game was worse than the weather, and it was bad. And then the road trip, the flight back, was worse than all of that. So, um, yeah, and it sounds like, I don't know about the game, but it definitely sounds like the weather is going to be about the same. With Now it's turned to rain in the forecast, about 80%, I think. And it's going to be pretty cold. I mean, I'm not going to be Buffalo December cold, but it's going to be cold, windy, rainy, fun, fun times for football. See if the Cowboys are up for the challenge for that. So, uh, all right. As I, as I recall the two games that I've seen in Buffalo, I I counted 120 minutes of football that I've seen there. And I think the Cowboys were pretty bad in like 118 of those minutes. Uh, they came back and won in two, in 2007, which was a memorable game. But it was pretty awful up until those final few minutes. Uh, Romo was it was his best worst game of his career. So I think uh, that's a good way to to categorize that. All right, let's go. Uh, let's get let's get after the the phone line here. Eight 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 five five two two nine seven. You can text at eight one seven two nine zero three two nine eight. We will start off with the phone calls. We've got Big Al in San Antonio. We'll start with Big Al. What's up? Hey, good morning, uh, Nick. Morning. How are you? I'm fine. Happy holidays to you, you and the too. gang down you there. You too. What's up? Hey, hey. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna give you my wrestling. Okay. You remember the Briscoe brothers? Briscoe brothers. They Florida. They have Florida uh, wrestling. I really no. Can't say yeah, I do. Yeah, Jack Briscoe and Terry. You know the Funk brothers. Terry Funk. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. them. Okay. They was around that time frame. Okay. Um. Briscoe. We, I'm, I'm telling you, we're gonna be okay, man. You think rain, rain, snow, or uh, cold, mm-hmm. the Cowboys gonna do good. Uh, we're gonna hit them with the running game this week. Got to, got, got to. to, got to run the ball. I mean, have to run the football, and and you have to have a team built for this this type of That's game. Right. So, um, I think the offensive line is built for it. Um, yeah. I think you know, I think I think that they 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 could be all right there. Um, yeah. At Tony Pollard, though, you know, every time you, you kind of think, well, he's not this or that, he, he seems to kind of change opinions. And I think he's running yeah. the ball pretty well here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, this could be a game for him. Sure. Yeah, and, and Dow, too. I think he, he, yeah. he's doing a good job. I have no um, things with him. As long as he do his job and Tony do his job and Dak take care of the ball. Right, got to got to take care of the football. Take care of the ball. Sure. You know, I think we're going to do okay. I, I'm not changing my mind. I told you that a month ago we're going to be okay. All right, all so, right. So, 
right. Sounds and y'all good. have a good good time. All right. And, uh, happy holidays to you again. Appreciate that. All right. Good good start off here on the show with Big Al in San Antonio. Uh, let's keep it on the phone line here. We've got Tyrone in Georgia. Tyrone. Hey, Nick. How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm great. I'm glad to talk to you. Um, I'm glad the Cowboys listened to me. Last week I called in and told you how tired I was of them starting out with a run uh, on the first series of the game. So yeah. I thought that was pretty nice. Okay, uh, yeah. I want to tell a story, a quick story, and then uh, a comment about you and your show. Okay, I hope uh, it's a good one. Yeah. Um, at the time, this was like 92. I was living up in uh, Topeka, Kansas, okay. and this was before the Internet. Okay. So I saw a little blip in the paper where some Dallas Cowboys were coming up to do a signing, like at a library of all places. And uh, they passed out these pictures of the guys that were there signing. There was Drew Pearson and Preston Pearson. I remember more than any of the others. There were about eight others. And I got the signatures and got to shake hands and all that. And then I left directly from there to go train my uh, retriever. We were out shooting. And uh, it was uh, storm clouds started moving in and dual tornadoes formed, and we were running back to the truck. It was pouring down, opened the door, and the retriever jumps in, paws first onto all my autographs, rips them in half, and they're all muddy, and I was brokenhearted. (laughs) But anyway. That's it? That's the story? That's that's the story. Man, Uh, okay. That's back in the 90s, you know. I'm an old-time fan. Um, what I wanted to say about you, um, okay. yeah, the reason you're my favorite, I listen to all the podcasts, you have a good sense of humor, you know, you're not cutting up all the time, like some of the other ones do, uh, you have great football intelligence, but you're not arrogant about it. Thank you. Um, you know your history, but you don't live in it, <laughs> and um, I like you that. listen to the callers. Yeah. And, well, and go ahead. No, I, I, I'm listening to the callers. No, I mean, I, I appreciate you saying that. I, I appreciate. I, I've never actually heard anyone say it like that. I, you know, your history. You don't live in it. That's yeah. that's. You know what? Because that's an interesting thing. Because a lot of people do. You know, I, I, I remember we had a guy that worked here one time, and all he could ever talk about was Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy did this, and Jimmy said this, and Jimmy did this. And it's like, it's been 20 years. Like, stop talking about Jimmy Johnson. Like, like you know, to the point of, well, that's the way Jimmy would have done it. You know, and, and I always thought that he that somebody was living in the past, and so I never thought of it that way for myself. But then again, I've never seen an NFC championship game, so what am I really living in? Like, a wild card round? You know, <laughs> like, I'm ready to start some new uh, new history here. Amen, brother. All right. All right. Well, All right. thanks for the call. Um, I wish that story would have turned out better. I was thinking it was going to be something really cool, like somebody, you know, Preston Pearson, like, saved the day, you know, with with uh, in a tornado. But you lost all your autographs. That's not good. Sorry about that. All right. Oh, well. Thanks, anyway. for, thanks for the call, Tyrone. Appreciate that. Uh, all right. Let's keep it rolling here on the phone line. Uh, Bill in Pittsburgh. Next, Bill. Okay. What's up? Hey, what's up? Uh, 
man, um, just um, I can't believe I got through to you here. Let me, I'm watching you on TV right now. All right. I'm here. <laughs> hey, so, so anyway, uh, Pittsburgh Bill, I've uh, been a Cowboy fan all my life, born and raised here in Pittsburgh. Uh, but uh, I got a couple stories, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, you know, first story, uh, I went to uh, see Tom Landry inducted into the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. And back in those days, uh, they rushed everybody out of the, the hall and to where everybody would be outside. But some way, somehow, I got locked inside the Hall of Fame, and I got to meet Tom Landry, Roger Staubach, wow. Ben Davis, uh, Franco Harris, and a bunch of other guys. So that's my uh, one story. My other story, when I got out of the Army, I was a, a still a big Cowboy fan, and I came up with this idea, coming up with a T-shirt that said, Amer- uh, uh, what did it say? It said, uh, America, Mom, Apple Pie, and the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. And everybody was telling me, wow, what a great idea. You should, you should try to sell that. So back in the day, Dallas Cowboys had the Dallas Cowboy Weekly magazine. Mm-hmm. So I put in an advertisement in the Pittsburgh Press that I was going to, uh, I, I was looking for a model. Uh, to advertise this shirt, Man, I got so many phone calls from so many women wanting to wanting to wear this shirt so they could be in the Dallas Cowboy Weekly magazine. Uh, so that was that was kind of crazy. Nice. All right, that's but, good stuff. Uh, but anyway, uh, just thoroughly enjoy the shows. Uh, being from Pittsburgh, um, I lived up in Buffalo for many years and still have a house just two hours south of Buffalo and uh, got a lot of Buffalo contacts. Just want to say go boys, uh, beat the Bills, and uh, I look forward to the game on Sunday. Okay. Well, thanks, Bill. appreciate that. I believe first-time caller. Um, Not sure. Uh, Yeah. Thank thank you for the call, Bill. Appreciate that. there you go. You got it. Here we go. Okay. Could barely hear it, but uh, but All yeah. Right. Well, Chris, Chris is out today, so we got Jazz and Josh running it back there. They're doing a great job. Still, that they probably don't know all the, the the bells and whistles of what Chris is doing, but uh, sound, sounds pretty good though. Here we go from Dak. Here we go. And I got one more thing. You remember, since you're a wrestling fan, I'm not, but uh, I grew up during Bruno San Martino. Okay. Hear of him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bruno San Martino. Yep. He was kind of. He was in the '80s there for sure. So, uh, yes, well, actually in the 60s, I think. <laughs> Wait, I'm thinking of a different guy then. Sorry, then you I, must be. I must be thinking of a different person. Yeah, sorry. All right, all right. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks for the call, uh, Bill. All right, let's, let's, uh, we got a text question here from Joe in Florida. He says, How confident are you with the looming weather issue? Do we trust the running game? Well, the running game hasn't been as consistent, but. Is it because they can't run, or is it because they're throwing the ball all over the yard? I mean, that's that's kind of the question here. And, and I, you know, yes, what I mean, you have to do what you do best. And I think what this team is doing best is they they pass block better than they run block, and they're throwing the ball. The receivers are 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 making plays better than they run the football. So, and they haven't had a lot of games this year where they have to just run the ball run out the clock. We haven't seen that happen. Seattle was one where they they did. That was the one game this year where they had to kind of run it out and win the game. And they did a pretty good job. They ran it. They ran it down there. And then they got to inside the 10. And, of course, we know they threw it, tried to score and, and, and with a knockout punch. And it didn't 
ultimately hurt them, but it was it was questionable. And so they, they most of their games have been. I mean, every home game this year, other than Seattle, has been you know like a twenty point win. And so the the Chargers game was close, but they didn't really they weren't in position to really run out the clock. So we haven't seen a lot of times where they really had to lean on the running game. This might be one of those where you have to do that, uh, or at least short passing game from from Dak and, and the boys. All right, let's go to back to the phone line. We've got Justin from Alaska. Definitely, definitely first time caller, first time from Alaska. I think I called you guys out the other day. I was like, we haven't had a call from Alaska. Here we go. And that's why I'm calling. And I appreciate that. from Alaska. I appreciate that. I need to start calling out more states. New Hampshire, you. (laughs) South Dakota, you. All right. That's all I could think of right now. So Justin and and Alaska, that's great. Yeah, I was driving driving through a blizzard. I'm a truck driver up here. and uh, You called me out, and I'm like, well, I'll be the first one. Wow. Appreciate that, man. Driving a truck in Alaska. Yeah, it's been a fun winter. But uh, I wanted to just something I've, I've been a Cowboys fan for a long time. We uh, we were able to come down in 2016 for that beat down on the Eagles in overtime with the Witten catch. Um, that was which, the first game. And, which yeah, I have a story for that. I have a, I'll have a story for that when, on that game yeah. when you're done. That was an expensive trip, and we bought it right before – Tony Romo went down with that injury. We're all excited about going to see Romo. And uh, right after that game, and literally two or three days before that game where he got injured, we we, uh, bought our tickets for that game. And we're like, are you kidding me? And we thought the season was shot. But anyway, the the thing I'm noticing about this season is, man, we're playing great. But when we start racking up like the the pass interference penalties, I noticed that when – like the other day against the Seahawks when Bland was getting picked on, I noticed once he got a couple of those, they got a couple of those uh, pass interference calls, he kind of backs off a little bit. And I rewatched and, and went back to a couple other games where they're getting that pass interference early in the game. It just seems like that, that really stops him from playing wide open. Being aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that, and that is natural because, Pass interference is such a costly penalty, um, you know. It, and and to you have to watch you, you know how aggressive you are. You have to you have to play to how the, how the game is being called and, and adjust. So um, you know, I, I think it's unfortunate. I, I hate when they call it that tight because uh, the, the the defender has no shot. I mean, it's hard enough to to guard these you know world class wide receivers, anyways. And then when they call it that way, it makes it really tough. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. As long as they're consistent, though, just call it that way. If you're going to call it, call it the whole game. And call it for both sides. That's the way I look at it. Right. And I noticed I noticed Bland, uh, because I rewatched that game, because I was like, why did Bland have such a rough game? And I noticed it was, it, it seemed like that that was what pulled him out of that game. I don't know. That that could have been just me, but he could have just had a bad game. But I noticed that that, yeah. uh, that before when 
they've called it that tight. Yeah. But anyway, I'll let you go. I, right. I just wanted to make sure I was the first one from Alaska. So. Oh, you, you you got it, and that's good. We're, we it's it sounds like you're next door. I mean, I mean the the way the call is. I mean, it's 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 a perfect uh, reception there. So, all right. Thanks, Justin from Alaska. Our uh, first, uh, we can knock that state off the list. Um, I'm really going to have to do a deep dive now and make sure that I'm not, you know, leaving leaving somebody out. But I really think South Dakota and New Hampshire. I'm sure there's a couple of others, but those those two right now. Maybe maybe Wyoming. I don't remember Wyoming. We did have one from Montana, but not not Wyoming. So those are the three states I think still looking for, for calls from there. Uh, never had a caller from Northport, Florida. At least not today. At least until now. Dylan. Dylan, Northport, Florida. What's up? Hey, Nick. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm good, dude. Hey, just I want to give you a quick analysis here on the Bills and then I'll give you my score prediction. Okay. All right, so Bills defense is just kind of so-so. Uh, they were really good to start, but they got lots of injuries. And uh, specifically in the secondary, uh, back-end safeties, they've got a nickel cornerback who's not playing that well right now. And he uh, really struggles against fast receivers. So I'm looking forward to hopefully Mike getting uh, Cooks or Turpin matched up on him here and there. Might be a good potential for some deep balls, assuming the weather doesn't uh, switch into anything crazy on us there. So uh, we'll see on that. And then uh, Josh Allen. um, (laughs) I don't know what to say about Josh Allen. His legs scare me, obviously. Uh, And we struggled in the past against some running quarterbacks, but it looks like we've tightened up lately. So hopefully that continues. Um, but man, I'm just waiting for him to turn that ball over. I'm hoping Dallas can get a couple of picks this game. If they have to, to be aggressive. Was, was it nine in a row? Turnovers. Nine games in a row he's thrown a pick? Yeah, I mean it's it's bad, but he's the uh, MVP though, according to Dan Roglowski, But we don't we don't need to go there. But uh, recently, <laughs> like no, that was early in the year, not like recently, right? No, no. I'm, did you did you see what he said just the other day? No. He said if uh, if the Bills win this game, then uh, Josh Allen uh, vaults into the MVP leader. I don't know about that, but yeah. So he's getting uh, blown up pretty good on that one. Um, I don't see that happening, uh, but I think uh, Dallas come away with a defensive touchdown. I'm going to say it's going to be bland just for the fun of it. Cause that'll be awesome to see. Yeah. So it's been a couple um, weeks, final, been a couple weeks. I know he's past due. Like, what's he doing? He needs right. to get his act together. Right. Right? Come on. I need a new injury here. I got to practice some other drawn bland move here on my carpet or something. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say the final score is going to be 34 24, planned defensive touchdown, and uh, Dak throws the ball up and down the field all day. Nice. All right. So you're, not, you're not worried about the weather. He's like, all day, just throw it up and down. Nah. 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 Cool. Weather, weather, schmether. Nah, we'll see. We'll see. It keeps changing. So I don't really know what to expect about the weather, but uh, it, it keeps changing every two seconds. So I guess we'll see. Love it. All right. Weather, schmether. All right, appreciate the call, Dylan. All right, let's go to uh, Dennis. He's in uh, Pennsylvania. Dennis. Yes, sir. How you doing? You're on. Great. First-time caller. All right. There we go. Way to lay out for it. Appreciate uh, that. Well, 32 years ago today, I walked into Veterans Stadium. We had been beaten so many times by Buddy Ryan and those rotten Eagles. And the winner would be going to the playoffs. The loser would be going home. And Kelvin Martin, Kelvin Martin. broke their one, heart. One of my favorite plays. Kelvin oh, Martin. Amazing. And who who I gave who did the block at the end of that play? You remember that? 
Remember, it was I, Isaac Holt. Isaac Holt okay. just crushed the punter on that play. Yeah, but but Kel, when Kelvin Martin did that punt return for a touchdown, I remember sitting in the living room with my dad. Night, that's what 1991. I mean, I hadn't yes, seen sir. him make the playoffs really until it's six years, and. When they won that game to beat the Eagles to go and make it to the playoffs, that was one of my favorite games because it, it's like we absolutely. did it. And you were there? Yes. I, I was. Yes, sir. We, that's awesome. Uh, we went down, three friends, two two friends of me went down. We ended up buying tickets off of a scalper in the parking lot for $205 and a six-pack of root beer. <laughs> True story. Nice. The guy would not give them up for 205 That's all we had. We would have enough money to get back home. We lived about three hours away. And he said, what else you got? And we had a pack of root beer. But nice. really excited about this season. Um, I'm thankful that uh, we're starting to see some consistent play. We're not playing down to the competition. And uh, my favorite Cowboy all-time has to be my first jersey I ever owned was Randy White, the Manchester. Um, cool. And I've been through a lot of good times, a lot of heartbreak. Of course, the three NFC Championship losses in the early 80s. Really, as a as a young kid, was really defeating. Yeah. But I think we got a good chance this year. Thanks for all you do. Love all the right. show. Thank you, Dennis. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, that 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 ninety one game was so 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 important because you know not only did was it the reason why okay they they finally clinched a playoff spot, but when you think about it, it's a perfect example of, of what uh, how long an NFL season is because. Back in like week three or four of that season, they lost at home to the Eagles, twenty-four to nothing, and Aikman was sacked eleven times to the Eagles. One game, eleven sacks. I mean, Nate Newton will tell the story. I mean, it was it was awful. It was an awful day, and it was like this is the Eagles are here, the Cowboys are just are here. And as the season went on, they got better. They got better as a team. They started winning games. They got hot. They made it to the to the playoffs. And uh, the Eagles, you know, uh, suffered some injuries or whatever. But then they go into Philly and win that game. It just kind of goes to show just that you got to keep going. You can't sit here and think week three or four how things are. I mean, look at this team. Look at them. Look at them now. Look look where they, you know, where they were after the the 49ers loss. And the 49ers are the best team in football, you know, and they were that day, that night, 42 to 10, and then. To think the Cowboys now have won seven of eight, I believe seven seven of eight, and the only loss at Philly, knocking on the doorstep, should have won that game. Had knocking on the on the door the whole fourth quarter, could have won that game and should have won that game. Uh, and then and then we find out a few weeks later that they are way better than them. So uh, or at least they were that night. All right, let's go. Um, we've got Coach John in Lufkin, Texas. Coach John, hello. Yes, sir. Man, it's been a while. It has been a while. It's been a while. You <laughs> used to call way back in the day, and maybe you call yeah. some of the other shows, but uh, but uh, I haven't heard I haven't heard from you in a long time. How you doing? It has. I'm doing well. Enjoying retirement. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the first time call on the storyline. Hundred percent first time caller, Coach John. Yeah, I've been a Cowboy fan since 1960. Yeah. My favorite player has always been Mel Renfro. Okay. Like favorite that. wrestler is Fritz von Erich or Wahoo McDaniels. <laughs> and Fritz von Erich. That's great. Yeah. 
you can tell I'm old. Yeah, well, it, you know, I mean, I remember Fritz when he was, you know, he was managing his sons. But uh, I got to go watch that movie. I know that movie came out, uh, or it is coming out soon, Iron Claw. I got to watch that one. It's about him. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah. It, it's new. It's about the Von Erics, and, and it, you know, it's, uh, of course, I'm sure it's sad, you know. I mean, there's a lot of tragedy uh, yeah. going on there. But uh, So what do you think, man? What do you think about this team? What, what do you like about them? I tell you, I like the fact that they switched the offensive line scheme up against the Eagles this time. Mm-hmm. They ran more of uh, that zone stretch. Yep. And and they ran more. Y'all call it pin and pull. We always call it fast fold. But I've always believed if you have really big defensive tackles, you block them at angles or you get them on the move sideways. Yeah. And that's what they did. That's how uh, that's how uh, San Francisco was able to run the ball against them. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of use their size to their to a disadvantage almost uh, right. for them. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Big big defensive tackles don't move well sideways. Yeah. True. And, and blocking them at an angle is always smart. That's what that's what option football does. Yeah. You block at angles and. You don't need that great offensive lineman to do that. True. But. Plus, plus, you know, any it doesn't matter how big you are. If you if you get them right on the hip, they move. You can move anybody. You can move anybody if by hit with their hips. Um, and if you don't believe me, just go find somebody and, and push them on the hip, and you, you can see they. I don't know what it is, but you can move them. You can move them off their hips. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I also like the I also like the way they're attacking the safeties on zones now. Okay. And well. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna have trouble with uh, Buffalo because they have trouble with these quarterbacks. But I think they'll win by fifteen or sixteen. Okay, well, that doesn't seem like a lot of trouble. But uh, yeah, I think Cowboys will take that all day long. All right. Well, coach, it's okay. good, it good to hear from you. Uh, yeah, yeah pre- appreciate the call. Glad you joined us here on on the storyline. Uh, we're gonna yeah. take. All right, thanks for the call. We're going to take a break here on Cowboys Storyline. We'll be back. we got more phone calls and text to read. Be right back here on Cowboys Storyline. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a soldier to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. 
Nothing says, thanks, girl, better than a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find Find a location near you. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Back to Cowboys Storyline. All right, back here for the second half of the show. Since we only take one break, I hope everyone's okay with that. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Hurley from Vermont. Hey, Nick. What's up? What's up? I am from Groton, Vermont. I heard you say the other day no one has called from Vermont, so I figured I'd give you a shout. Yeah, I th- I think we got a call like to start off the show a couple of days, or like maybe a week ago. Well, I guess I'm day late and a dollar short. Well, you know what? You're still first time caller for our, for our show. Which gives you which gives you the deck. Here we go, man. Second. My question is this: Go ahead. How much do you think the play calling will be affected due to kicking conditions? Yeah. Um, you talking about play? You know, uh, calling plays to affect your kicking game. Yeah, I mean, like I think you have to see how that goes in the pregame. See, see what the wind looks like, which right. direction to kick, and all that I stuff. No, it's not going to be favorable. No, it won't be. No. Then again, Aubrey's never missed a kick, you know, at all. So uh, we'll see. We'll. See. I mean, that's why pregame's so important, just to kind of gauge that. Let's see what, what you know. They're, they're, they'll figure that out. Temperatures and the weather goes hell. That's summertime weather here. We're yeah, good. yeah, 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 yeah. It's, <laughs> that's not bad. I mean, no. I mean, we we caught a break Buffalo in the forties. It doesn't sound like you know the rain and is going to be it's going to be fun to be there. You know, to be you know to be in it. Well, I don't know about how fun it's going to be to be in New York, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I just wanted to call you to love your show. All right. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, boy. Get somebody from New Hampshire to call. We need that's what we need. New Hampshire. But it's still awesome. Hurley from Vermont. Appreciate the call. Uh it's our eighth caller now. We're gonna move to hold on, hold on. We got a text line question. I wanna not make sure I get in here from this is Derek. He's from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Should we blitz Donovan Wilson more uh for the Josh Allen matchup? I like it. I'm I'm fine with that. Curse maybe as well. Gotta do something a little bit different. That that's the challenge. I think it's always the challenge when you get to this late in the season. It's, you know, you want to be a well-oiled machine. You want to be able to be doing things. You know, this is this is what we do. We do it well, and they can't stop us. You know, but then you also want to mix up week to week. You got to try different things. Um, and I think Dan Quinn is great. I think I think the best defense of, of 
the best defensive coaches. Sorry, I got thrown off here on NFL Network. I see Quincy Carter rolling around, you know, so I see Quincy and I'm like, what's going on? But I think the best de- defensive coaches um, are the ones that, that can figure out a way to teach it to their team in a unique way and, and, and to make it kind of simple for them, but not simple for the offensive coordinators and the quarterbacks and things to figure out. That's that's like the key. And so something like a Donovan Wilson, you know, blitz off the edge every now and again or right up the middle or whatever. He's a playmaking type player. He hasn't made a ton of plays this year. He did the other night though. He played I thought he played his best game the other night. Um and it was and it was a good good time for that. Uh so yeah, Donovan Wilson, he you know, got the big contract last year uh and and, and got hurt in training camp and that really set him back. Um, and open the door for some other safeties, but I think he's he's played well. Uh, he played well the other night, and and you know I, I could see him doing something like that to kind of mix things up. Something a look that maybe Buffalo hasn't seen. All right, let's go to Chris on the phone line. Chris in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. What's up, Chris? Nick, Nick. What's up? This is this is the real Nick Eatman, huh? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> this is my this is my first time, Nick. All right. Here we go. Here we go. You in the flesh. My, yeah, you have answered some of my text messages, but I finally, like, you went to the bathroom or whatever y'all did to take your break, and I'm like, I'm going to call now. And then I got in. Boom. Anyway, Nick, I'm so excited. Listen, listen, I've been a Cowboy fan since I guess I was born in 1963 in Waco. Uh, and my dad used to sit us in front of the TV every Sunday after church and watch the Cowboys play. And you better hope they win because dinner was going to be a long dinner because it had to be real quiet if they lost. Yep. Um, there. Yeah, my mother, my mom, my mom is now ill. I heard you talking about your dad the other day, and uh, she's in a nursing home. She's been there for about six six years now, but she was a huge cowboy fan. Yeah, and uh, she she doesn't enjoy football anymore, obviously. But uh, one of her favorite players, and one that I met, the all time favorite that I actually met was Roger Staubach. Really, she used to say Roger Dodger, Roger Dodger. You know, everything. You know, and then I was always intrigued with the man with the fedora on the sideline. Like, mom, who is that man with the hat? You know, right. (laughs) So anyway, I'm just glad to be talking to you. It's a great show, as everyone always comments. Um, I listen to it every day, but I can't reach you. But anyway, so I just wanted to get to the point, um, and I've talked about this before. I've, I've texted, but we're on. This is a historical run, you know. Yeah. I have lived through the hard times, and and I have lived through the great times, and I've seen all the Super Bowls uh, all of my life, and uh, you know nothing like the '90s, obviously. But we won a championship, and I just remember Mike McCarthy in his conference, press conference, that man, he kind of comes from a place of family, but he also has humility and he has great experience. And I think it's starting to show itself. Um, Fans just need to hold on tight because look, we got 10 wins. We still have four games. This, this is, this is a, this is a historic run in the process. So I'm just, I'm a hopeful like we are every year, but I just wanted to give uh, my, my flowers would go to Mike McCarthy because last week proved a point that, no matter what, no matter you know whether his illness or whatever, the man was on the field, and I think this team is following him. Yeah, I, I think so too. It's a great, it's a great run. We're 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 experiencing a historical run in the process, and that's my that's what I had to say. Yeah, well, I think I think you're right. I think I think Mike McCarthy is is shown to be a really good leader, and sometimes the best leaders are the ones that, that make sure they have a lot of followers. And I'm not talking about on Twitter. I'm talking about people that actually follow them. And, uh, and I, I think you're right. I think this team kind of does. They follow his lead and, and, you know, he's a tough, 
tough guy from Pittsburgh, you know, and and Every, he's and yeah. he's showing it. He's showing it here for this team, and he's got a he's built a tough football team as well. So that press conference right after the San Francisco loss, I saw a man that was down. Like you, he looked down at himself. And it's like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And it just seems like ever since that was the pivotal point where we have started to see what we're seeing right now so, on the field. And, and and thanks for the call, Chris. Appreciate that. I'll right. I'll, I'll uh, kind of add to that as well. What did they do? Well, what they did was is they went back to the drawing board. They said, all right, let's let's change some things up. We got a game, and then and then we got the buy. We got this Charger game, and then we got a buy. And we're gonna. What, what are we gonna do? What, how are we gonna some you know make some some changes? Uh, you can't do a lot. I mean, as far as personnel goes, this is your team. So what did they do? They 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 switched things up. They listened. CD Lamb wants the football. Cool. Michael Irvin wanted the football too. So did Dez. You know a good way to kind of shut him up? Throw him the ball. Throw him the ball. Get him the football. They're wearing 88 for a reason. Get them the football. And this is how we're, we're going to get them the football. Let's put them in motion. Let's put Cooks in motion. Let's get let, let's let's move these guys around a little bit because we're playing right into the scheme here. They played right into the 49ers' hands. So now they're going to switch things up. Now we're going to go on and put these guys on the move. Now you don't know exactly where these guys are going to be. They made adjustments. That's what coaches do. Sometimes, you know, he was maybe he was defeated, but he wasn't down to the point where he's not going to make a change. And I thought, you know, he did, you know, I thought that this whole offense has done a really good job of kind of seeing, all right, this is how teams are playing us. This is how we're going to react. And and it's always that cat and mouse game. Um I wanted to 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 do another shout out as well. I got a a message off of X Twitter. Uh, the other day uh, from uh, Roger Miller. He's talking about his mother who uh, passed away. I think her name is Jean. She goes by Nan. 85 years old. She passed away just this week. Emmett Smith was absolutely her favorite player. They went to the Hall of Fame ceremony when he was inducted to the Hall of Fame, and she won uh, a football, the Hall of Fame football um, and she um, just passed away. I guess it was just right after the Eagles game because uh, her son, Roger Miller, uh, said that he whispered in her ear that we won. Uh, we won it all. We won the game. And uh, that was uh, probably one of his last visits with her. Um, you know, it's it's amazing. Sometimes we just think it's it's football, guys. It's football. But it's not, though. This is a way of life. It's a way of life. If this is If you're fully invested – into your team, whatever it is, if it's the Cowboys, if it's your college team, if it's both, whatever it is, it's your passion, it's your life, it becomes your family's passion, and it bonds people together. It's why Thanksgiving games are so memorable um, because you know you're usually with your family, and that story that um, the uh, guy just said just 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 now. I mean, um, Chris, I think was it that just said you know sitting there with his his dad in the living room and and that's what it was and um you know i mean that's 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 what that's what being a fan is all about so um sorry for your loss there uh roger uh but but you know yeah i think you're you're carrying on that cowboy tradition uh for sure so awesome all right let's go um text question here from arthur he's from spring texas Said, I'm glad the league is looking at removing the hip drag tackle. And I said something about hips earlier. I wasn't really referring to that, but yes, the hip drag tackle um, that cost Tony Pollard the season, and maybe cost the Cowboys the season last year. Um, that that's the type of play. It's it's going to be hard to. I think it's going to be hard to enforce the way. I mean, because 
sometimes football happens so fast. You know, we we always see they slow it down on replay and it can look one way, but we got to remember how quick things guys can bring you know bring guys down. Um, I'll say this: the Cowboys would have won a game last year had J. Ron Curse done that. If J. Ron Curse had tackled. The tight end from uh, Jacksonville, Evan Ingram, if he would have tackled him out of bounds like that or, or before he went out of bounds and just brought him down to the ground um, forcefully, then he stays in bounds. They have to, they, they have to you know, uh, burn their last time out, and then they're not going to be able to go get kick a field goal probably. Uh, that would have won the game. So, um, you know. He didn't do that, and and you sometimes. But but my point is, is some of these defensive guys, they, they think at all costs, just get the guy down, just get the guy on the ground, make, make sure he doesn't score. And sometimes guys are getting hurt from that uh, that type of tackle. All right, let's uh, let's kind of pick things up a little bit. Chris in San Angelo, Texas. Hello. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well, Nick. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm good. Good, good. Thanks for having me on. Look, I just had uh, two things. I was. Um, wondering i don't know if it's been brought up this week because i haven't this is my first time to be able to get on uh okay. or watch uh al harris i've noticed he's been getting some uh some notoriety from around the league i've heard his name twice on the nfl network during this week okay what is your level of concern with him maybe you know going off to greener pastures or something to be uh, as like in, a- as in as in a as in like a Coordinator, coordinator. Um, I mean, if if it's like you know, if Dan Quinn left, you know, he could be like the DC for for him, maybe. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think I think that would be a concern. I mean, it is a concern because um, you know we haven't seen the cornerbacks make this many plays in a long time. I mean, let's go back and look at 2021 to now. I mean, I mean, cornerback has. 11 interceptions, and then last year, uh, a rookie, fifth-round pick, gets five to lead the team. And then the next year, that that same guy in his second year has eight with with five touchdowns. I mean, we haven't seen corners make this many plays. And I, I, I think assistant coaches don't get enough credit. And I think a guy that's played in the league and played with the swag that Al Harris played, I think he deserves a lot of uh, attention. Yes, sir. Well, I I want him to get the attention. I just don't want him to leave. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, the only the only other thing I had is a very random question. I know everybody's been talking about the weather this week. So since I know that you spent a lot of time in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and then you went to Wichita Falls for a higher education. What's the closest you've ever tornado? You're gonna ask me about a tornado, tornado, aren't you? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Wichita Falls is known for one in 1979. Yes, I was yeah, I was wondering what the closest you've ever come yeah. to that. Yeah, it was. It, it felt like in Oklahoma, it felt like it happened a lot. Like, like you know, always a scare about it. And so, uh, I'll, I'll admit, when I was younger, man, I did not. I did not like weather at all. I was always afraid of of tornado. Always afraid of that. You know, I, I just because living there, it, you seem to like hear stories and stuff like that. Um, Those are some rough spots. Well, I'll I'll say this. I don't know if it was a, I don't know if it's tornado, um, what what it was actually officially called. But I mean, I was in 
I was in the um, Cowboys, you know, uh, bubble, if you will, uh, that that right, collapsed right. here in, in uh, uh, 2009, May 2nd, 2009. Mm-hmm. I was there for that, and uh, that was – I don't know. I I think it was called – it was a microburst or something. Um, oh, yes, yes. That's what it was officially yeah. called. But uh, all I know is I was in a building, and then the building was on the ground. I mean that's so that was that was the scariest moment that I've been in. So I don't know. That wasn't really called a tornado, but it yeah. did tornado damage and uh, well, still does. You know, still it's still um, you know, there's people well, still hurt from that. Well, yeah, microburst caused a really historic crash at a DFW yeah. not too long ago, yeah. um, about '85, I think. Okay. But anyway, so, yeah. that's all I had for all you, right. buddy. Yeah, you have a good rest thank, of the day. Thank you. All uh, right. Tell uh, mix shots uh, that we're talking weather over here. I know they that they're they're kind of the weather podcast uh, of the group, but uh, we're talking a little weather here. All right, let's go to Sebastian in Savannah, Georgia. What's up? Good day, Mr. Eman. How have you been? I'm good. How are you? Very well. I got to tell you, if I was suspicious, I'd probably be wearing my Cowboys uh, hoodie a lot more often. I got in on the first ring, had a major trade. I'm a professional day trader and uh, business owner. Had a major trade go through. So if I was suspicious, I'd definitely keep this Cowboys hoodie on, but I am not. Well, the recipe to success for this team was a bunch of guys having babies and our coach getting his appendix taken out. Huh. It's amazing. This has been a very fun season for yeah. me. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of things happening here. There's, yeah, you're right. There's like a different storyline every week, which is awesome yeah. because it should be a podcast called Storyline. That would be storyline cool. and the storyline. Yeah. But the cool thing is, is what, what you're really seeing is just the maturation of the people on this team. You're seeing a lot of guys step up in big ways. You're seeing Dak hit year eight. If you remember when Romo hit around the same time, he really started cooking on the technical side of football. You know, he had worked on his release and everything like that, and everything was growing. So I'm just going to give a quick progress report on uh, the Buffalo Bills and what they have going on. They've been very consistent, but, you know, the whole Cowboys parity comes into play. When you play the Cowboys, we're going to get everybody's best game. So the question is, can their best game defeat us? And I believe the answer is yes. But I don't think that this is a team that's going to take them lightly coming in just because they've been sliding a couple of games. And I do think that we get out the win. I think that this is probably going to be a little closer than the Philly game was. I did call that Philly was going to have a struggle to hit 18 points. I think this one ends about 24-28, Cowboys. All right. All right. You guys all have a great day. I appreciate that. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff from Sebastian. Um, Good luck with the day trading, as you said. Uh, all right, I think that'll. We got one more caller. We're gonna sneak one more caller in. And we're gonna finish this up. Chris, he's in yeah. Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. What's up? What's up, Nick, man? Hey, this is my second time calling. Surprised I got on. Um, I called the first time after the San Francisco game, and um, you know, told everybody to keep their head up, man, because Big Mike had a lot of stuff in store. And man, has it come to fruition? Right. I just want I just want to make a bold statement, man. I'm a, I'm a I've been watching this for a long time. I just like what we look like from top to bottom. I like our depth. I like the play calling. I like the attitude. I like the physicalness. I'm gonna make a bold statement. Cowboys, barring injuries, Cowboys are definitely going to the Super Bowl this year, mm. and will be in multiple Super Bowls for the next two three oh. years. Got Dan it. Quinn isn't going anywhere. We wow. gonna, we got this thing locked down for a few years, Nick. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. We're gonna win the Super Bowl, but Dan no, Quinn's I, not going anywhere. 
What's that now? So you think the Cowboys will win the Super Bowl, but Dan Quinn won't go anywhere? Exactly. You heard it. You heard it. You heard what I said, Nick. You heard what I said. Why? Like, we can get into this all day, but why? If they win the Super Bowl, Dan Quinn's in the absolutely best position he can ask. Jerry opened up the floodgates, let him build his own defense. He has Michael Parsons. I mean, where else would you want to go? To a place where you're the head coach. For what? To have a job for six months? Nah, I mean, no, you go to the right spot. You go to a right team. Right spot. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I just don't see it. We'll see, but I but, don't see it. I, don't. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, and I think part of you saying that basically out of your own, you know, wish. But I mean, you got to remember. I mean, everybody's got pride. Everybody, you know, you you want to be at the top. You want to you want to run your show, um, you know. And and he's done it. He's done it. He was close. You know, I mean, he's close. Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn is the head coach of, for a team that that lost twenty eight to three, a twenty eight to three lead in the Super Bowl, and and he's he's obviously an outstanding defensive coordinator. But I guarantee there's a part of him that's like, you know what, I can do this. You know, I can. I mean, Bill Belichick coached the, what he coached the Browns. I mean, you know, they were okay. Pete Carroll coached the 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 Jets, I think, or the Patriots. Um, you know, and then went to college and came back. I mean, you know, it happens where you coach and, and you, your first time around and then you're, by your second time around, you're, you're doing it co- totally differently. I, I guarantee yeah. you he wouldn't be worth this salt if he didn't, if there wasn't a part of him that wants to be a head coach again. So um, if they win a Super Bowl, then I, I could certainly see that happen. I mean, it'll probably happen after this year anyways, I think. We'll see. I just think they're just trying to post, you know, they're trying, like the caller said about, uh, was Harris the uh, the QB uh, yeah. coach? Like, they're Al trying Harris. to post him. Of course, they want to post Dan Quinn because, I, I don't know, I just I just think he's in the like best position. And yeah. I, I kind of get the vibe from him just watching interviews and watching, you know, how he talks that he he doesn't have as strong an interest to be head coach. Like, when they asked him about, you know, are you going to fill him for Big Mike if he's out? He's like, nah, well... Let's see if he's let's see if he's back right. first before we get into that. Right. So that's just kind of the vibes I get. But man, you right. you may be right, but you know I'm 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 hopeful that they can lock this thing down for you know sure. two or three years, man. All right. Well. All right. Th- Nick, thanks. For the, thank you for the call. For the call. Appreciate that. We are going to uh, finish the show here. It's been uh, it's been a good one. You guys, uh, great calls. Got some a lot of first time callers, first time states, uh, second time states, uh, all over the map here from Alaska to Vermont, to a few calls here in Texas. Uh, great stuff. All right. Uh, Chris Beam, uh, not with us today. He'll be back on Monday. But I'll tell you what, Jazz, Utah Jazz and Josh Rodriguez, they ran it, ran it the board to perfection today. Appreciate them. them. Appreciate you guys all week long. Let's see what happens here. Cowboys and Bills, we'll be back on Monday to talk about it on Cowboys Storyline. We'll see you then. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!